too friendly. I... We stayed at home and watched telly, Maggie said. It's nice to have a relaxing evening at home with your own family, Mr Hadley agreed. Maggie nodded. What did he expect her to say to that? Mr Hadley stood up, his smile now a thing of the past. He walked over to his wife. They both stood just watching each other as the seconds ticked by. Mrs Hadley began to straighten up. Without warning, Mr Hadley slapped his wife full across the face. The force of the blow sent her head snapping backwards to strike against the doorframe. Maggie was on her feet in a second, her horrified gasp audible. Kamal Hadley gave his wife a look of such contempt and loathing that Mrs Hadley flinched from it. Without a word, Mr Hadley went back into the house. Maggie was at Mrs Hadley's side in an instant. Are you okay? Maggie's hand went out to examine the side of her face. Mrs Hadley knocked her hand away. Leave me alone, Mrs Hadley hissed at her. When I needed your help, you didn't give it. I... what? And only then did Maggie realise what she'd done. Mrs Hadley had obviously used her as an alibi for the previous night and she'd been too slow to pick up on what Kamal Hadley had really been asking her. Maggie's hand dropped back to her side. I think I should get back to work. Yes, I think that would be best. Mrs Hadley's look was venomous before she walked back into the house. Maggie looked around. Callum and Seffy were still playing at the other end of the garden, oblivious to everything that had just happened. She stood and watched them, trying to capture for herself some small part of their pure joy in each other. She needed something good to hold on to, but even the distant sound of their laughter couldn't dampen the deep sense of foreboding creeping through her. What would happen now? That night, Maggie sat at the table, sewing patches over the patches on Jude's school trousers. Maggie, I'm sure you're worrying about nothing, her husband sighed. Ryan, you didn't see the look on her face. I did. Maggie bit off the thread and picked up another patch. The phone started to ring. Maggie picked it up before the first ring had even died away. Hello? Maggie McGregor. That's right. Maggie's sewing fell unheeded to her feet. It's Sarah Pike here. Maggie couldn't help but notice the apology already in her voice. How are you, Sarah? Fine. Uh, look, I've got some bad news. Maggie nodded slowly. I'm listening. Sarah gave an embarrassed cough before she continued. Mrs Hadley has asked me to inform you that... that your services in the Hadley household will no longer be required. She will pay you four weeks' wages in lieu of notice, plus give you a good reference. Maggie's blood turned to ice water in her veins. Whatever else she'd been expecting, it wasn't this. She's... she's really sacking me. I'm really sorry, Sarah's voice dropped to a whisper. Between you and me, I think it's grossly unfair. From one nought to another. It's okay, Sarah. It's not your fault, Maggie replied. She looked across at Ryan. His expression grew harder and tighter by degrees. Let him get upset. Let him get angry. All she could feel was nothing. Sorry, Maggie, Sarah said again. That's okay. Thanks for letting me know. Bye, Sarah. Maggie put down the phone. That's the end of Jude's education, she sighed. But we promised him we'd pay for him to carry on at school, Ryan said. Pay with what? Maggie rounded on her husband. We'll find a way. How? We're barely managing to survive as it is. Without my wages, Jude will have to forget about school. He'll have to go out to work. 
You'll get another job, Ryan tried. Not with another cross family, I won't. Do you really think Mrs Hadley will stand idly by whilst I get a job with one of her friends? There was dawning horror on Ryan's face as he realised what his wife meant. Yes, exactly, Maggie sighed. She stood up and moved to sit next to her husband on the sofa in front of the fire. Ryan put his arm around her. They sat in silence for a long, long time. Ryan, we're in trouble, Maggie said at last. I know, Ryan replied. And that was the night that Lynette disappeared. Three years later. I wriggled my toes, enjoying the feeling of the warm sand trickling like baby powder between them. Digging my feet even deeper into the yellow-white sand, I tilted back my head. It was such a beautiful August afternoon. Nothing bad could ever happen on a day like today. And what made it even better was the fact that I could share it, something rare and special in itself. I turned to the boy next to me, my face about to split wide open in a smile. Can I kiss you? My smile faded. I stared at my best friend. Pardon? Can I kiss you? What on earth for? Just to see what it's like, Callum replied. Yuck! I mean, yuck! I couldn't help it. Kissing? Why on earth would Callum want to do anything so feeble? Do you really want to? I asked. Callum shrugged. Yeah, I do. Oh, all right then. I wrinkled up my nose at the prospect, but make it fast. Callum knelt beside me. I turned my head up towards his, watching with growing curiosity to see what he'd do next. I tilted my head to the left. So did he. I tilted my head to the right. Callum did the same. I put my hands on Callum's face to keep it still as his face moved slowly closer towards mine. Keeping my lips tight together, I wondered what I should do with them. Purse them so that they stuck out slightly, or should I smile to make them seem wider and more appealing? I'd only ever practised kissing with my pillow. This was a lot different, and seemed just as silly. Hurry up, I urged. I kept my eyes wide open as I watched Callum's face move down towards mine. Callum's grey eyes were open too. I was going cross-eyed trying to keep my focus on his face, and then his lips were touching mine. How funny! I'd expected Callum's lips to be hard and dry and scaly like a lizard's skin, but they weren't. They were soft. Callum closed his eyes. After a moment, I did the same. Callum's mouth opened, making mine open at the same time. Callum's breath mingled with mine and felt warm and sweet. And then, without warning, his tongue was touching mine. Yuck! I drew back immediately. What did you do that for? It wasn't that bad, was it? I don't want your tongue on mine. I shook my head. Why not? Because I shuddered at the thought of it. Our spit will mix up. So it's meant to. Okay, I frowned, adding, the things I do for you. Let's try it again. Callum smiled at me, the familiar twinkle in his eyes. That's the thing about Callum. He looks at me a certain way and I'm never quite sure if he's laughing at me. Before I could change my mind, Callum's lips were already on mine. His tongue flicked into my mouth again. After a brief moment of thinking, ugh, I found that it wasn't too bad. In fact, it was actually quite nice. I closed my eyes and began to return Callum's kiss. His tongue licked over mine. It was warm and wet, but it didn't make me want to heave. 
and then my tongue did the same to him. I began to feel a little strange. My heart was beginning to thump in a peculiar, hiccupy way that made me feel like I was racing down a roller coaster. I pulled away. That's enough. Sorry, Callum sat back. Why are you apologising, I frowned. Didn't you like it? Callum shrugged. It was okay. I was annoyed. I didn't know why, but I couldn't help it. Have you kissed any other girls besides me? No. Any cross girls? No. Any nought girls? No means no. Callum huffed with exasperation. So why did you want to kiss me? We're friends, aren't we? Callum shrugged. I relaxed into a smile. Of course we are. And if you can't kiss your friends, then who can you kiss? Callum smiled. I turned back to the sea. It never ceased to amaze me just how beautiful the sand and the sea and the gentle breeze on my face could be. My family's private beach was my favourite place in the whole world. Kilometres of coastline that was all ours, with just a couple of signs declaring that it was private property and some old wooden fencing at each end, through which Callum and I had made a gap. And I was here with my favourite person. I turned to look at Callum. He was looking at me, the strangest expression on his face. What are you thinking? I asked. About you and me. What about us? Callum turned to look out over the sea. Sometimes I wish there was just you and me and no one else in the whole world. <laughs> We'd drive each other crazy, wouldn't we? I teased. At first I thought Callum wasn't going to answer. Seffy, do you ever dream of just escaping? Hopping on the first boat or plane you come across and just letting it take you away? I do. This place isn't so bad, is it? I asked. Depends on your point of view, Callum replied. You're on the inside, Seffy.